VGK cannot close out the Dallas Stars in the 3-2 overtime loss in Game 5 in Las Vegas. Coming up on Saturday night, they'll be playing again. Well, let's try this again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> game 5, that wasn't Game 5. What am I talking Okay, about? yeah, because I hit the thing. and, yeah, and then, okay. All right, take two. VGK just can't close out the Dallas Stars in the 3-2 overtime loss. Game 5 in Las Vegas on Saturday night. Braden McNabb, two costly high-sticking penalties, but VGK also did not play well overall in the loss in Game 4. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Of course, our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And you could find us at Lockdown Golden Knights on YouTube. Please subscribe there. Hey, Chris, you know, that's that's one way to avoid touching the Campbell Trophy for VGK. Uh, two costly calls on Braden McNabb, high-sticking variety. And VGK, of course, uh, the first one led to the Jason Robertson goal. Um, and that tied the game at one. The second in overtime, extremely costly. As uh, as Joe Pavelski scores the game winner on that high sticking penalty, and uh, it came a little bit late. Let's talk about the two penalties and how much it really did in VGK. I know a lot of folks are defending McNabb uh, today, but I I'm not quite sure that you should be. Uh, and then, of course, that last penalty in overtime, a delayed call, and they went to the monitor. And I know that that's got fans up in arms today. Yeah, I don't understand. And I, I'm not an NHL ref by any means. I do my beer league thing every now and then. But I don't understand how it works in the NHL with the way they call the penalties. And, and let's be clear here. This is not going to be a, a show about we're not going to be pissing and moaning about uh, about the refs or anything like that. It was the right call. And that's what matters. I just have a hard time understanding how like after the fact they go back and go to the monitor to review a potential two minute penalty here. We're not talking like a crazy scenario where a major was called on the ice and they go back and review it to possibly lower it down. So I don't know exactly how this works at the NHL level. I mean, it must work at the NHL level or they wouldn't have been allowed to go back and review it, but then, like where does the line get drawn as to when they can review those types of penalties? That's my only question about it. Um, are we going to defend McNabb because he took two high sticking penalties? Not going to defend him, but these are lazy penalties. These are penalties where he's grabbing a Jersey because he's getting beats or someone makes a move and he, you know, dives back and, you know, trips him and stuff like that. It's just, just bad luck. That's all that is. And, you know, I don't think anyone should be a, you know, jumping off the cliff here or anything like that. Dallas got a game and you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody. It's okay. Yeah. That second penalty was on tied to Landria. And again, yeah. it led to the goal by Joe Pavelski. You see uh, early, um, Pete DeBoer, four minutes, four, four minutes. minutes. He, he wanted four minutes. Out. He was flipping out on the bench. Uh, early in the game, uh, Riley Smith to William Carlson with the first goal and Jonathan Marshall. So from a McNabb, Apple, if you will, uh, scored the second goal for VGK. Uh, I wanted to remind our listeners that we are brought to you by Bird Dogs today. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL. 
And when you enter, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. They will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with each and every offer. I saw you had yours over yeah. there at Mandalay Bay. Great party, yeah. great event out yeah. there. The dog was driving a car. Can you explain this? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain a dog driving a car. I mean, listen, in Vegas, these... um. These super fans, if you will, they they all got their own little niche, right? They're all a little thing that they do. I I had my I, I did the light up helmet for a while, so I'm a part of that. And I also got to crank the siren as a result of that stupid you thing. Did? So that's wait, wait, that's, wait, wait, wait. We didn't know this about you. You cranked the siren once. I am the only season ticket holder that has cranked the siren in a Stanley Cup victory. So I'm practically royalty based on that. I mean, I probably should crank the siren during the Stanley Cup. I mean, if they want to win. And they won the game. That was the only win. It was game one. It was the only one. And then and then you imagine Dragon's Curse and the rest after that is history. Oh, but come on. You know, you believe in that? No, you believe I don't, in the I don't believe in any curse. of that. I think it's just funny. I don't believe in any curses like that. The only the only curse, Tony, we talked about this is at the craps table. That's the only and time I believe in superstition or curse. I told when, you, when... well, VGK was planning on playing some ABBA music and carrying around the Campbell Trophy, you know, last night. Some what and music? I think it was ABBA. ABBA, so, uh, okay. Yeah. I only know like two ABBA songs, so I don't think we can. Take a chance on put... me. Was that the one? Okay, three. Okay. <laughs> so so Jason Robertson, 11 shots on goal. In, in the game last night. Great game, great game. Uh, and Cassidy said afterwards that was a result of ozone puck possession and uh, that got him into, they got through the neutral zone, he felt a lot easier in the game, something yeah. that they're going to have to definitely make an adjustment to in the next game. There was a span there in the third period where VGK was absolutely dog-tired. Speaking of dogs, they were absolutely tired, you know, in the game. And so let's see if they can come back. They did get their legs back a little bit, but we very there was a six minute shift that was what was going on. But but it it really was a, a time in the game that I started to actually see VGK wearing down. And so that's not going to happen as we continue. That was just the result of a lengthy shift for VGK. Correct. Yeah, I mean, listen, the probably first thing we should have said was let's credit Dallas for a good game. The way I started um, with Lockdown NHL or Lockdown Today, which is probably already out. Um, credit the Dallas Stars. They played a desperate game. They played a great game. They played a good game for a team missing Jamie Benn and missing Dodonoff, two key you know ingredients to their lineup, if you will. So credit the Dallas Stars for playing the game that they needed to. And you know, VGK can uh, take a learning experience from this and a reminder of how hard it is to close a team a team out. And Saturday, it's only going to be tougher. If there's a game six, it's only going to be harder. God forbid there's a game seven, it's only going to be harder. We're, we're trying to avoid having that NHL.com um, piece rewritten, if you will, that mentions the four teams that have coughed up a three nothing series lead. And, you know, we, we don't want that to go back to the presses because Vegas had a, a monstrosity of, um, you know, of a collapse. I don't think that's going to happen by any means, but you know, it's, it's the possibility is always there. It's not over until it's over. And this is why a seven game series format is so much fun. Yeah. You're up three nothing. I know we know the math and the cliches and everything, but the Dallas stars, if they can get another win, 
all of a sudden they're playing for the right to extend this thing to seven games. And that gets in the heads of the VGK. And, you know, the more this thing does extend, let's just assume for a second the VGK does advance, this will hurt them in the Stanley Cup final because if Vegas wins on Saturday, then Wednesday is game one. Wednesday. The NHL put this out there. If right. this thing goes beyond five games, then it's going to start on Friday. So Saturday, basically Saturday. Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, Saturday. thank you. Yeah. So Vegas right now is playing for the right to get rest. They're playing yeah. for rest right now. Mm-hmm. And Florida's sitting back on the beach, whatever whatever the Panthers are doing down there, they're enjoying some playoff hockey while they uh, you know scout both these teams. So do you think we'll see South Beach Bruce, the return of South Beach Bruce with the tan? I'm glad that game one will be in Vegas if we get to that point because they won't have all that extra time down there to do that. They'll have (laughs) two games to get a really good tan going. You did it just, you know, overnight last time. Uh, VGK lost a lot of faceoffs in the game. We don't really talk about this too much. Uh, But again, Cassidy was talking about it. And I looked at the numbers on Chandler Stevenson, who was one of the best, not only with his team, but in the league. He won, I think they said on the broadcast, but who knows? I'm quoting ESPN. I think something like 55% of his faceoffs during the season. Uh, four right. wins, nine losses in the circle last night. And earlier in the series, four he won just two of 15. And they have to come back and be able to win faceoffs. I think. If I'm Cassidy, the next practice today, I'd work a lot in the face-off circle too, as well as everything else. It takes execution and details in every aspect of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's all fair and definitely a reminder of, you know, the little things that got you here. And on the other side of that, Jack Eichel had a game sometime in this playoffs where he was 70-something percent in the face-off circle. I don't know, don't know if that was the Edmonton series or – early in this series, but point being, you know, you see the difference in those two players and, you know, when they got your number, they got your number. And that's obviously uh, what happened to Stevenson and um, hopefully Saturday. I mean, Stevenson, maybe he's still not completely right. You know, he, he had the illness, didn't, didn't take the practice the other day, did play obviously both the last two games, but you know, there could be something lingering there. And I mean, both teams got plenty of lingering issues, whether it's an illness or, you know, the bumps and bruises from playing 82, 87, 93, 98 games so far. So if my math is right, my quick early morning math at 645 in the morning on a Friday, you know, VGK is about to play game number 99 of uh, this campaign. I think Dallas will be at 100 or 101. So, it, you know, a lot of bumps, a lot of bruises. And that's a concern also, you know, going forward with the Florida Panthers. Another game played is going to be 60 more minutes or 60 mm-hmm. minutes plus of more injury potential more wear down and more fatigue, more shot blocks, just, you know, all the things that cause these, you know, these bodies to get tired and stuff. And, you know, it's unfortunate that they couldn't get the closeout yesterday, but it's, we're still in a fine spot, folks. We're, we're okay. We're okay. Dallas played the game without uh, Jamie Ben and Evgeny Dodonov. I thought, yeah, look how well Olofsson, did. I thought Olofsson played really well, um, had five shots on goal. And that one play was spectacular. Third forehand backhand and good thing again Aiden Hill just stayed at home slid over made a spectacular save can't talk enough about Hill uh played very well again last night made 39 of 42 uh saves and he got beat by a play that is a trick play it it backfired on VGK because it was uh, the carom again 
off of the boards. And we saw Martinez with his back turn and Robertson pots the goal. That's hey, turnabout turnabout is just fair play. Intentional L- play. Listen, the first robo design goal. Play, but... Design play like VGK. Design Absolutely. Play. They 100%. They, they know the from, boards. They took it from the fortress. Okay. Um, the first robo goal was fantastic. Oh, my uh, goodness. Bats, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone bat the puck out of midair once to themselves. And, and, and then the second hit is the puck is in the air and they score. So that was just phenomenal. And, you know, we did think we would hear from Robo during this series. Um, it's unfortunate that we are. Um, it's it's bad that we were right, I guess, because he certainly took the game over yesterday. And I guess if we're going to split hairs about the game, you don't have Jamie Ben, you don't have Dodonoff. So how does one player just go on, you know, that type of run like Robo did. Not even scoring the two goals. I don't think I have an issue with that because he's a goal scorer. He's a 100-point player. He's a fantastic player. He's going to get his opportunities. But how does he get 10-plus shots? 11, how does that happen? Shots. And they were good shots, too. It wasn't 11 just like, shots. Yeah. you know, yeah, 11 shots. So how, if there's one spot where Cassidy might have maybe missed, and maybe you credit DeBoer for getting the matchups that he wanted, but you feel that, you think that, Cassidy could have found a way to isolate Robo a little bit more and have the and have the Riley Smith line. That's for you, Tony. And have the Riley Smith line trying to lock down um, Jason Robertson. So and, you know it's it's unfortunate that he had the game that he did. And you know if there's one area of opportunity for Cassidy next game, it's the same lineup you're going to get you know, throw a package together to keep Robo to the outside and, uh, you know, let the rest of the players do their thing. And Pete DeBoer said after the game, he said that he started to feel that Robertson, he goes, he scores in bunches when he does. And mm-hmm. he goes, we have not seen the best yet. So maybe we'll Is see that five that. For, in the series so far for him. Uh, I count four, but maybe four or five. five. It's four or five. It's a lot. Yeah. So Saturday, 5 o'clock, will be the next game at the Fortress. Uh, one injury concern for VGK, Zach Whitecloud hit by the puck, the right arm. That thing was just dangling, so I don't know. Hopefully he, he did he, come back. He finished the game, but was that adrenaline? Who knows? Let's see what let's see what the, what the outlook is you know, today and tomorrow. Coming up next, we've got our locks of the night, our predictions, and later on it is WTF, What the Friday, the triumphant return. We'll be back with more right Good after Friday. this. On Locked On Golden Knights. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. What we really love about betting on FanDuel, great promotions every day, safe and secure application. Of course, the app, get paid instantly. There's no better place but the playoff action then you could find on America's number one sports book. And that is FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash lockdown. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Of course, you could bet the NHL there as well. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And thanks for making us your first listen. Of course, uh, make sure that you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is cooking now. And uh, so TMZ, TMZ, um, initially I was supposed to actually do a Taylor Swift story, give my reaction. 
and then it was switched to Tina Turner, and then I finally did a a John Morant story about his new sneakers that were released by Nike, and you can see this all on Memorial Day on the special edition of TMZ. So VGK, with his second chance uh, to close out the uh, stars coming up at game number five tomorrow, Um, and again, I just think the narrative after the game, though, was just like you, Chris, where Oh, don't worry. VGK is going to close this game out. And I'm not quite sure, but I do have VGK winning. The fans hate me. I've not picked one game right in this series. I do have VGK with the win. I've got Jack Eichel scoring a couple of goals and Brett Howden of the Brett Howden line. Nice t-shirt there, little Chris. Uh, Brett Howden also scoring a goal. And so uh, five to three VGK. And little Chris, what did he see the dog driving the car? And I just want to get did his. Did you see thoughts. the dog driving the car yesterday? Yes. What did you think of that? It was cray cray. It was cray cray. Cray It was cray cray. Yep. A little closer so I can see the microphone. Okay, let's get uh, let's get uh, your picks there, guys. Um, I think we got a weird game coming up. I think a lot of scoring. We haven't really had a game that's had a lot of scoring, so I'm going five four, Vegas. Um, let's see, you got Eichel and Howden. Who did we like in this game that maybe had a little something going? Let's think for a second. Maybe Brady to McNabb. God, I think, mm-hmm. a, you know, Tony, we had all four, all, all of line four on our predictions yesterday. I don't think we've ever had that before. We wait uh, till the playoffs. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's probably not good planning by us. So no, in the spirit it. of that, I'll go Carrier. Okay. <laughs> let's go Carrier and let's go Riley Smith. Like, I don't know why, just. Carrier and Smith, I'm going 5-4 Vegas, high-scoring game. All right, Chris, first of all, what's the score of the game to run it? I think it's going to be 5-2 Vegas. Okay, and what two players do you like to do something good tomorrow? Amadio. Amadio's probably not playing. That's why he's got the Amadio shirt on, yeah. Right. Mario Amadio. Carlson and Stevenson. Ooh, Carlson and Stevenson. There you go. Ooh. That's for Tony. Thanks, That's man. Tony. He just five, away. Okay, so Chris has got 5-2 Vegas. Carly and Stevie. Carly and Stevie. I don't even coach him. He just, drop. he just fires that off for you. I know. He's terrific. But uh, three overtime games, this could be definitely have been a different series. Uh, could go either way in OT. Um, series, yeah, 100% could have been different series. I mean, you know, this is, this is what's fun right now, guys. This is what's fun. And, you know, the one thing about this game, just thinking ahead before we can jump on to our next one here, you know, this isn't going to be a game about a particularly game five. This is not about adjustments. This isn't really a game where Cassidy needs to spend a lot of time scheming and stuff like that. This is the point of the season where, you know, whichever team really wants it more. I think that's what March is so alluded to in the postgame presser. I think it's important to bring that up. Just the will, the desire to advance. Dallas has the will and the desire to live, so to speak. And VGK needs to have that extra will and desire to get this done. And I can see March or so maybe, you know, having a little pep talk either in the next time the team is together. I could see him even standing up last night, maybe standing on a chair so they can all see him. But, you know, definitely standing up and addressing the team just as a reminder of how tough it is to, you know, get to where they want to get to. So I think VGK does take this loss seriously. I don't think there's as much panic in the VGK locker room as there are on the, the VGK fan pages out there. Yikes. But, you know, it's, um, 
well, let's see what happens. So March or so, we didn't, none of us took them to do anything, but I think March or so will also factor pretty he- heavily in the decision tomorrow night. I wouldn't say it's panic. I would say it's more concern from our end, from my end at least, uh, going into um, this game. Yeah, this is still alive. This is even concerned. They're not, a live dog. Coming up next, it is sure. time for our weekly feature, What the Friday, WTF. We'll get to your comments and errors right after this. Chris and I both got our care packages from our good friends at Bird Dogs, and we really like the way they fit. I feel that it makes you feel good wearing Bird Dogs. They're comfortable, and Bird Dog shorts and pants are versatile. Uh, You could wear the shorts. You could wear the pants any time of day and night on the golf course, hanging out with friends, what have you, at the beach at Mandalay Bay. Uh, Bert Kreischer wakes up. I was wearing mine. He wakes up at his uh, lake house wearing bird dogs, goes for a swim, smokes a cigar, grills burgers, and chills with his family all in the shorts that he definitely really likes and enjoys, especially in the summertime. That is bird dogs. Dave Portnoy, he uh, does pizza reviews wearing bird dogs. He talks about how he likes the pizza. Well, he hates the pizza. It doesn't typically like the pizza, but he does feel good in his bird dogs. So <laughs> go to birddogs.com slash NHL. Uh, locked on NHL. Let's try this again. Birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And when you enter the promo code locked on NHL, they will throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler like Chris had at the beach yesterday. We have right there. You okay. got it. You got it. Yeah. And so you get that with each and every order. Go to birddogs.com today. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Peter Angelo. Um, I just saw that. I'm scrolling through that Twitter. It's so funny. I just saw that, Tony. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It was so bad. That's the one good thing. It's WTF, What the Friday. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights. Uh, So, yeah, the the coverage has just been horrendous on ESPN. Thank goodness, uh, again, TNT will have the cup final. They definitely deserve it. They've done a, a better job. Studio show, much better. With you 100%. 100%. Messier was laughing in the studio um, last night, and they didn't really like that he was goofing around so much. He got sort of checked there. They're like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, We're back. Oh, (laughs) Uh, it's just ridiculous. So him and Chelios together might not be good. I don't know what they do between, you know, when there's not, when when, when I'm not going to say too much. Love Messier, but yeah, definitely not uh, good studio material. So that's my opening remark on hashtag WTF. You. Um, So Vegas Golden Knight fans just going through Twitter and Facebook. Understand that the goal of, I mean, listen, you got to win four games. Okay, fine. Let's get that out of the way. The goal of a playoff series is to retain home ice advantage and take home ice advantage. VGK has retained home ice advantage by winning games one and two at home. They have taken home ice advantage by winning one of the last two previous games in Dallas. So VGK has accomplished the goals. I mean, yes, you want to win four games, fine, or whatever. That doesn't happen too often. Teams lose in the playoffs. Every coach will tell you this. It's part of the process. But 
BGK is doing just fine in a series where, you know, it's pretty close on paper, at least as far as the odds makers are concerned. I think minus 130 plus 110 was the opening line between Dallas and Vegas, I believe. So, you know, odds makers definitely gave Dallas a shot in this series, and they still have a shot to be completely, you know, transparent and acknowledging the reality of what's happening. But Vegas fans, relax. It's okay. Like, how did we get to this point in Vegas where, Everyone is flipping the blank out because we didn't get a sweep in the conference final in our sixth year as an NHL franchise. How did we get to this point? I, I say this partially out of excitement and also out of spite. Like, just folks, just relax. It's, it's okay. We are just fine. So WTF for all the Golden Knight fans who are flipping the blank out for nothing, for nothing. It's, it's 3-1. Just relax. Okay, WTF. Uh, Ty Domi last night was entertaining Mike Tyson and Ric Flair. Mike Tyson and Ric Flair. Uh, A (laughs) lot of folks getting on Tyson, who is a Henderson resident, uh, for wearing the Dallas Stars jersey. I want to talk, though, about Ric Flair. He just is running. He he tried to do the woo, and he went, like, fading, man. I don't know who, what was worse, him trying to do the woo or the anthem singer trying to finish the song. It's pretty Ooh. bad. W- was... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> WTF. Yeah. Hashtag WTF. We've got some from our good friends, Chris. Um, okay, let's go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is from that guy, 448. It's a continuous one, but the intermission coverage it is completely impossible for anyone outside of state-run media to say <laughs> nice things about the Knights. Hashtag WTF. PK w- Subban put a thing out there. He said stars in seven, and then he was outside with the crickets. Like, like, what are we doing, bro? Like, what is this? <laughs> they were, I'm not sure they we're, we're all really rooting for – well, because, again, they're rooting for Dallas because they are they might be getting an extra paycheck. They like, get paid per game. <laughs> Like they get paid per game. Like Bill Foley. Like Bill Foley definitely. Uh, I think he made the phone call there to Cassidy and said, hey, we need another gate and we need concession money. They're definitely a rigged game. They definitely sold. To- my, my, my extra pair of tickets sold pretty well for Saturday. So, I mean, I'm not terribly mad about that. And it'd be kind <laughs> of cool to possibly see a handshake and to see if they touch the cup and all that. But uh, that said, I'd rather be uh, wearing my Western conference finals hat right now or my Western conference championship hat instead. Um, I got one more here. So this is uh, I, I feel like um, whoever was calling the game is a good friend of one Tony Cardasco. So huh. William Carlson's goal at first, when you saw it, you didn't, you couldn't tell he tipped it right away. And then the replay shows that he tipped it. The ESPN announcer Called the goal an inadvertent tip by William Carlson. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, we joke about him all the time on this show. Tony, maybe a little more than I do, but his stick is in the right place at the right time. He is in the right position right in front of the net where an obscene amount percentage speaking of the goals are scored. So don't call that inadvertent. He's in the right position. Sure, the puck hit his stick and went in fine, whatever, but you have to put yourself in that position. And like it or not, that was his eighth goal of 
these playoffs tied with Jonathan Marches. So, so maybe a shout out to the misfits also stepping up in the playoffs, something that we knew would be very important. Riley Smith, not on the goal scoring side, but still doing it on the defensive side of the puck mm-hmm. kind of AK, you know, William Carlson, not getting on the score sheet, but playing good defensive hockey. How can we not dog and Riley Smith? He makes $5 million a year too, Tony. You so know, WTF ESPN for calling it an inadvertent and extra WTF Tony Cordasco for not dogging on Riley Smith the way he dogs on William Carlson. But they made a triumphant return. They made a big return, though, and they made up for that because I saw where um, Ferraro and Sean McDonough, they went out golfing with state-run TV earlier this week on a day off, you know. And so what do you think state-run television was talking about the entire time? William Carlson, one of the best defensive centers in the game today. Bergeron, I th- they call him the best. Like I, they, I thought I heard him. I was at Mandalay. It was kind of hard to focus at times. One so of much the going best, on, but one of the best. But that's definitely something that is PR motivated. There's, come on, he's no Bergeron. I mean, again, again, there was a question by Greg Wyshynski of ESPN uh, for Cassidy, and in the presser yesterday, he asked Cassidy, "Hey, Mark Stone, does he have a lot of the traits of Bergeron?" and Cassidy responds, no, I feel that William Carlson is the player that's more like he is not even he's light years away again in his 20th season. He outscored he outscored Vegas Bjorn by like 20 goals this past season. Let it go. Okay, WTF. When will the Road Warriors get the reaction they deserve? One of the best. Out. So one of the best. I just gotta say, William Carlson. He just goes. He just goes. <laughs> Did you see my timeline yesterday? Oh my goodness, uh, that was great when he scored the inadvertent goal. Uh, this is from uh, Nightman Bandit. Uh, WTF? When will the Road Warriors get the reaction they deserve? One of the best road records and goals are are coming down. I believe we don't need to mess with the goaltending status play because. Uh, again, Logan will still get a ring if, when we win the cup, uh, to Stanley. But uh, technically, about- and they have to petition for it. I saw, but yeah, they have to petition for that. He didn't play enough regular season games to, and he didn't play a playoff game yet. <laughs> okay, uh, another one from that guy, four forty eight. <clears throat> he was on fire. Uh, WTF with the intermission coverage? I'd rather be the landing spot for Jamie Ben than listen to another minute of PK Subban. Kissing Dallas's backside. That's a good one. That's a good one. That is a a good one. one. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, yeah. So the fans are ramped up. And I agree with you. No need to panic. Definitely a time of concern. You have to be. It's always a time of concern until it's over. They lost a closeout game. Fine. DeBoer can sort of sense that Robertson has come alive. And if he and, well, Rupe Hintz has not done anything in this series. And if he gets started, could be tough. And then again, Jamie Ben will return if they can extend this one more game and not because, uh, you know, he's a guy that can win a series for you right now, but they like to have their captain there. And they were motivated and had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Pavelski said last night after the game to try to win the game last night for their captain, for Jamie Ben. So a couple couple nuggets, I guess, just as we're winding this thing down here. Um, Jack Eichel had a very yeah, strong, noteworthy no game. He got on the score sheet again last night, but he's got to first time they finish lost. one of those. First time they lost, Chris, in a game in which he scored a point. 
Oh wow! Okay. Well, they have lost they many games in the playoffs in general. I but yeah, were, I got that from ESPN. So who knows? Maybe there you go. Good job. I mean, it's it's, it's more. It's more. Um, what's the word? It more noteworthy if it came from France, right? Better chance of it being true. Those are like very that. good tweets from France, by the way. Yes, That's yes. My intel. Um, I don't understand what low. they're saying. Right, exactly. But I do. I tried to translate it the other day, and it said um, Stevenson wasn't on the ice. It was going to miss the game. I think right. Not yeah. that accurate. But. So Jack Eichel, like I, I feel like there's a scouting report on Ottinger because everyone seemed to be, you know, trying to find that gap kind of between the pad and the glove, especially Eichel on his shots, and you know, you wonder where the scouting report is coming, whose scouting report is better is the fact that Jack Eichel is known for trying to beat that glove side kind of low. Is that more of something that now the Dallas stars know and Ottinger is ready for that. Or on the other side are the golden Knights shooting in that spot for a reason, because they feel Ottinger, you know, has a soft spot there. So that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, the other concern, if you will, Ottinger had a good game yesterday. He was not standing on his head, though. He no, was not, not yet. He hasn't. He has not. In, in the first series. period of game one, he was fantastic. And he had some runs in game two before, you know, whatever. But, you know, point being is Ottinger does have the ability to steal a game the way Bobrowski is doing it, the way Aiden Hill has been doing it. I mean, call it what it is. And neither goalie was better than the other last night. I guess uh, you can say Adi was one save better, Otter, Adi, whatever they call him. Ottinger was one save better than Aiden Hill, but both goalies were fine. Hill played better. Um, Hill did play better, I felt. you know. Yeah, the but the, the only the light concern, my point here, you know, is if Ottinger does have that game, right? You know, DeBoer said Robo, Jason Robertson, was on the verge of breaking out here. Well, Whoa. if Ottinger... <laughs> That was that was my Ric Flair for you. That was my Ric wow. Flair. Oh, okay. I was like, are we losing Tony? Like I, I said, William Carlson ten minutes ago. I finally got him in the grave, but I, you you survived, so that's good. So point being is, Ottinger has the ability to steal a game. Let's hope that doesn't happen on Saturday because all of a sudden, if Robo is hot, if Ottinger steals a game, Jamie Ben comes back. They got motivation, and they're on home ice on Game Six. So you know, this thing definitely goes from you know, DEFCON nothing, because that's where it is right now, maybe DEFCON 1 to DEFCON 12 if they do lose on Saturday night at home. Okay, so we had Eichel on the breakaway, stopped uh, the two-on-one, stopped. Uh, he did make a huge contribution in keeping the puck alive on the Marchessor goal and was crazy. Oh, yeah, neutral zone. He played really well. Secondary he wanted assist. to take over that game. Yeah, no, and it'll come. It'll come. Because yes. he was frustrated just one time on one of the saves and you know where they look up to the sky but i think he pretty much kept his composure uh one aiden hill wanted to th- aiden hill got a little scrappy in the game throwing a little glove at someone early on that was a little yeah. that, that was unnecessary so, did hill uh, did hill did hill um on did hill lose his stick on the, on the last on goal of the game? On the last goal, yeah. Yeah, he did, and that 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 definitely played. And not taking anything away from Pavelski, great shot, you know, obviously a, a, a huge veteran who scored very, very big goals, especially big goals against the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, he did the right thing, but uh, Aiden Hill definitely sold out, and I think it was one of the defensemen on the ice uh, that actually knocked it out. It happened. Just, you know, bad luck, and credit the Stars for, uh, for capitalizing. Okay, uh, again, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, we thank you for making us your first listen, especially the everydayers, the folks that put up with this nonsense each and every day. We definitely bless appreciate you. that. Go to the YouTube channel and please subscribe there. Follow us on Twitter. We will do a Sunday special 
edition coming up. Uh, either VGK will wrap everything up on Saturday night, or we're going to play another game, and the series will shift to Dallas for game six. Uh, please, a reminder to everyone, um, it's a weekend of patriotism, and remember what Memorial Day weekend actually is, as uh, we definitely respect and honor everyone that served and lost their lives for our country. So uh, we want to get that out there. And please do not get arrested, okay? Because you might have to wait till next Wednesday. You'll be in jail the entire weekend. So don't drive drunk. It shows how fast a year went by, Tony, because I, I remember vaguely a year ago you saying that same thing right there. And you have to wait all weekend to get in front of a judge. It's been, it means we've been doing this over a year already together. That's crazy. I know it is kind of crazy, but it is my PSA to everyone because yeah. it's happened to friends before, people I know, nightclub knuckleheads that are out there partying living it up and the judges are going to take a nice long break like all of you should as well so we appreciate you tuning in should be a fun game number five saturday night at the fortress at five o'clock for my man chris gallick i'm tony cardasco no more psas for me we appreciate you tuning in we'll see you again on sunday right here on locked on golden knights take care